I worked a lot of late nights when the kids were asleep and when my husband was asleep and it felt, it was really hard. I did that for a few years and I got super burnt out and I realized I couldn't continue to function that way. So I had to actually do something that a lot of people have a really hard time doing. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it. Keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to go all in on your dream and actually make it happen? To see your vision on the shelves of big box retailers and have the opportunity to impact thousands of individuals daily? With a spoonful of faith, Gina Holiday let the wind beneath her and passion from God move her past a side hustle to a thriving business. But even with success and notoriety, Gina has stayed grounded on the principle of honoring the Lord with her work as worship. So cozy up and join me as I totally nerd out chatting with Gina about faith, entrepreneurship, and inspiration that can only come from our one true creator. Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome to another fabulous episode of the Faith Inspired Podcast. Today, we are chatting with Mrs. Gina Holiday, And oh my, this is going to be such a treat. Gina is a Minnesota-based illustrator, author, creative mama, and the founder of Spoonful of Faith, where she creates inspiring drawings of women, florals, and seriously gorgeous hand-lettered inspirational quotes. So Gina is a fill-up-your-cup kind of gal. She is a soul-inspiring, heartwarming, and honestly, her work produces that kind of like coffee cup, comfy sweater cozied up on the couch, like staring out the window and just like daydreaming kind of feel. So I am super excited to have the conversation with her today. And I want to just jump in because as I told her before, like I have a lot of questions for this lady. So let's (laughs) jump in. Welcome, Gina. Thanks so much for being on. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hear all the questions and (laughs) chat today. Same here. Awesome. Okay. So I'm just going to jump in. So first off, I always give an opportunity for the guests to kind of tell us who they are. So like, who is Gina? How do you want people to get to know you? Like, give your one minute kind of this is who who I am. Um, (laughs) I feel like that's like a hard question to answer. (laughs) I know. I, I mean, you kind of give a really good intro. I'm an artist. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a creative person. I've always loved to make and create and DIY and and build things myself ever since I was a kid. So who I am and what I do now is just like, I guess it's just like growth from how I was when I was a child. I just, um, I'm an encourager. I love to encourage and inspire people. I'm the girl that is like going to hype you up and tell you, you can do it. And that's just who I am. So that's a little bit, I guess, of like who I am as a person. Awesome. 
Yeah. And like you said, like that's why I was drawn to you. So Gina and I actually met at an event a few months ago. And seriously, like I could just tell that she was like one of my soul sisters in Christ. Like I could just <laughs> tell like she was one of those, like, as I'm the same as you, girl, like I'm a hype girl. Like if yes. somebody tells me they can't do it, I'm like, oh no, no, no. Like <laughs> I did not just hear that. And this is, I will tell you the steps, how you can get there kind of thing. Yep. Like, you know, this is how you can make it happen. And so I could feel that when I met you. And that's why I just like wanted to connect with you again, because you just are so inspiring. You could just, you have that aura, that sense, that presence. So love that. Thank so you. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. And so that inspiration actually goes straight into your artwork. Like that artwork that you create just has a sense of peace and togetherness and it's just inspirational and encouraging. So where do you personally get your inspiration for all the creative work that you do? I think a lot of my inspiration comes from my like everyday life. A lot of things that I'm either going through myself or things that I'm learning. I like to hold on to like words and quotes and things that encourage me and then somehow tie that into the things that I create. So I do that like with words, I would say, but then as far as like the artwork that is created, definitely inspired by women and a lot of the women that have been in my own life. I'm the middle child of seven. I have four sisters. So I grew up in a family full of women. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My parents always were very good at you know, telling us as children that we could all be unique and we didn't have to be like each other. And that that has definitely inspired my work and the way that I create people and and draw people because I just want them all to like be unique and different and like cool in their own right. So I think those are a lot of my work is inspired that way. I feel like my work is a collection of ideas from different places. I like to be inspired by fashion. I like to be inspired by home design and home decor and that kind of stuff. So I'll often have ideas for things that will come from completely different places and bring that into my work as well. And then I love flowers. A lot of the flowers that I draw are like things I've made up in my mind, but I'm actually (laughs) um, hoping that this year I'm going to start doing some more flower studies of actual flowers and start kind of digging into that too. But I love my, you know, imaginary mystical flowers too. So yeah. Oh, they're gorgeous. I would, my goodness, like you you never know. Maybe you could like work with, what is it like? Is it a botanist? I don't know. A botanist to see like Uh if you could actually create one of your flowers (laughs) because they are gorgeous. What a beautiful story. And just that your parents would encourage seven children to be unique Cause I bet like in a household with so many kids, it'd be like, where's my place? You know, where, yeah. where do I fit in? How do I make my stamp on this family in the world? And so how encouraging and beautiful that your family did that. Awesome. As I mentioned before, we had met at an event and we sat at the same table. And then afterwards we had a little conversation and you actually created like this beautiful artwork backdrop for individuals to take photos of at the event. And I was like, oh, you know, just talking to you kind of like, oh, yeah. So do you have like, where else do you have your work? And you just like humbly mentioned that, you know, you had some pieces and some retail shops. And I was like, oh, okay, this she's legit. Like she's legit. So then I went like and sought you out on social and your website. And I was like, oh, my goodness. This woman is incredibly humble because she had (laughs) a beautiful line in Target which is like, I think any entrepreneur's dream to be in Target and then a couple other stores. So tell us, you know, and that, that was all last year. So tell us like about your amazing year in 2021 and what happened in the company there and yourself. 
Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of collections. I have a collection that, well, I have a couple of journals that are in Target stores that launched last year. So in the beginning of last year, I got to do a like a, a small collection with Target, partnering with Target for Black History Month. And that was kind of the spark of the collaboration with them, where we I designed a calendar and a journal and a Tumblr that came out in February, and they did really well. And we continue to kind of come up with some additional like journals that we could sell in store. So there are a few designs there that were there last year, and then there's a couple more designs there this year. And I also had a collection with the Happy Planner and those, uh, a full planner stationary collection with them that launched through them and was also available in retail stores like Joann's and Michael's and Target as well. So it was a really cool year. I mean, it was (laughs) a lot of work, you know, a lot of prep, a lot of work that was done before this, you know, everything. It was cool to have them both kind of launch in the same year because we've been working on both of them, you know, years prior. So it's just, I don't know. It was was amazing to be able to walk into, you know, a large retailer like that and see um, my work, but then even more having people be able to buy it and bring it home and, you know, tag me and share that they have, have it or, you know, people that found me through it that didn't know that just loved it and bought it and then was like, oh my gosh, I found the artist that is connected to this. So I think that whole experience has been just amazing. And I've always loved retail. I've always loved product. I'm a big product girl. So it's definitely been a a dream for sure. Yeah. Oh, and how like amazing that you get to inspire people every day. Like you get to have an impact on people when you don't even know it. Like your stuff's out there. And I'm a total journal kind of gal. I love looking at like the covers, you know, when I'm walking through a store. Like I honestly could have a room full of blank journals just that <laughs> like that I, just, I like, do. I do. Yeah. But yeah, I totally relate. To yeah, like, like that, that just inspire. <laughs> like I just like look at the cover and I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. You know, I could spend all day going through that. So how just amazing that you can have that impact on individuals without you even like knowing it every single day. Yeah. Which is so yeah. cool. Gosh. God has blessed you so much, so much. So we'll get into the retail stuff a little bit later, but I do want to give you the opportunity to say like, what the heck are you doing this year? Because how do you top the year that you had before? What do you got going on? Man, I don't know. Like it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really trying to think of like topping it in a different way because I think sometimes we can kind of stifle ourselves to try to like recreate something. So it's really important to me to stay connected to how I started Spoonful of Faith and why, why I started and doing the things that really, really matter to me and the things that I love to do, because I think that's why people latch on, you know, as we grow, sometimes I think we forget that and we just try to like grow more and like do more of the thing that's working. But it's really that the magic was really in like the beginning of it all when you were trying to figure it out and and you could really just pour yourself into it. So that's a huge focus for me this year. I really want to work on creating content. And what that means is that I have been working on a lot of video content and connecting more with my audience through YouTube and video. And I'm hoping that in the future there will be more teaching and community aspect to Spoonful of Faith. For now, that's a huge focus for me. But on the side of like merch and retail and all that, 
I am actually launching uh, my first author illustrated children's book next month. And it's called A Spoonful of Faith. And that is published through HarperCollins that will be available everywhere in a few weeks. So, Yay, um, or I don't know when this super is going awesome. live, but on February 15th. So that's super exciting. That's a huge focus for the first part of the year. And then I am hoping to do some new things in the on the e-commerce side of my shop. So it's been a really big dream for me to focus on kids' clothing. And I really want to do a dedicated line for kids. So that is something that we're working in, kind of researching and doing right now. So those are some of the things that are coming up. We are will still have our partnership with Target this year, as well as the Happy Planner. And we are going to be working with the Happy Planner again. So I can't say too many more details than that. Ooh. But so there are a lot of things that are still <laughs> going to be taking place and happening and some new things too. So yeah. Keeping you busy, but keeping you full. That's awesome. I'll say I've got an adorable infant if you need an infant model. She's <laughs> yeah. adorable. So <laughs> you yeah. call me up, text me anytime. <laughs> yeah, I know the last time I saw you, that's when you were pregnant. So yeah, I, was, I was bumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baby bump. Baby bumping. But yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I love how you um you're coming back. You're like centering yourself again. Like, why did I start? And I actually, you know, took a peek at your website and something. Just one of your blogs that you wrote back in 2019 about fear, faith, and freelance. And mm-hmm. I reread that and you had mentioned having your work be worship. And that just really hit me. And it actually hit me because my friend, Ellie Collins, who's actually been on the podcast before, had mentioned that when I was just starting Faith and Gather. And she was like, Erica, I really just feel like the Lord wants you to be to make this worship for him and not put it into a business. And I am very much like that type A and I'm, I'm in business and marketing. And so like, my wheels start turning and I start like making the goals and the plans yep. and like, I'm, like, you know, I'm doing like what they tell you to do, posting so many times a week at like this time and like all of that. And so I get lost in that. And so mm-hmm. reading that blog and I'll put it in the show notes was just like a great reminder of like, no, like what you create, especially because God's such a creative God, like what you create is worship to him. You know, this conversation of sharing of like the blessings that he's given us, this is our worship to him. And so I just um, want to thank you for that reminder that you wrote, you know, two years ago, it just really struck me and reading that. And again, today, when you mentioned it, like just getting back to the basics, you know, like your creator, like he created you and this is worship for him and just to not get lost in the, what's the world telling us to do and to grow, grow, grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think worship, there's a phrase that the Lord placed on my heart a few years ago called do it as worship. And that was kind of where all that came from. He's like, well, I just want you to do it as worship. And it really took the pressure off of me as I created. And I remember the night that like I had like felt that in my heart and I like painted like all night and I loved everything that I made. Luckily, like sometimes it didn't turn out that way, but it was just a reminder that this is like, let's do this together. And also like, just do it as a, as worship to me and I'll make it good. And, you know, like, I think that for me, that really just helped to like, take off this layer, this burden, this pressure of having to produce or having to know what was going to come out of this thing that we were creating. And instead to just like dwell in the place with my creator and utilize the gifts that he's given me just because they were a gift to me and I can use them. And that if I keep 
tapping back into that. If I keep going to that place, amazing things happen there. And so that's kind of where that saying came from. Mm, so good. Speaking to my soul, <laughs> soul and spirit. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. You had mentioned the Target line and you had created that a year ago now, back in February. And I want to take a moment because this we will launch this podcast in February. And so I want to just honor Black History Month. And I want to know from you, like, who do you follow? What Black women, women leaders, women entrepreneurs, creators, creatives, like, who do you follow? Who inspires you so we can get connected with them and engage with them, support them and just learn more through them? Yeah, man, I... I don't know. It's just, it's kind of hard to like call that out to me because I follow a lot of different people because I just admire them. Um, I would say that in the realm of like Black creators, a few really good friends that are amazing are Mallory Odalusi. She is started out as a letterer and got into illustration and she's amazing. Her, her work is beautiful. That's someone I would definitely say to support. Also, I have a friend named Stormy Nesbitt. She is also an illustrator, has a background in graphic design, and her work is amazing too. She also has some like retail collabs and things that are in TJ Maxx. And I mean, these, these women have done some amazing things, and I would say definitely support them. Some creators that I like to follow that are Black women are that, I mean, are probably a bit bigger in scale as far as like they might be more known, I guess is Justina Blakeney. I love her. She has a huge, had a couple of huge collections at Target. She does home decor and home, and home design. I just love her. And then I would also say uh, Kitty McCall. She's actually from the UK, but she does, she's an amazing artist, designer, um, has a huge business and sells a lot of like home items as well. I would recommend all four of them. They're amazing. I'm definitely leaving out many people that I love. So if I didn't say your name, I'm sorry. Um, but those are the ones that come to mind and that are close to heart. So yeah. Great. Thank you. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Just yeah, an opportunity. Just wanted to pick your brain on that yeah. so we can encourage and support those amazing women. Okay. With all of this going on that you have, how do you prioritize and how do you <laughs> make sure that your priorities actually get tended to and, you know, are watered and fruit comes of them. And I'm just thinking, you know, specifically of like your marriage and your children, and then also, you know, your professional realm as well. Yeah, I think it's definitely not easy. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on, but I have learned things that have helped me over the years. I think in the beginning seasons, when my kids were a lot younger, I had to have a lot more patience and grace with myself. I would say that I didn't do a great job of that. I definitely was really hard on myself. And I worked a lot of late nights when the kids were asleep and when my husband was asleep. And it felt, it was really hard. I did that for a few years and I got super burnt out. And I realized I couldn't continue to function that way. So I had to actually do something that a lot of people have a really hard time doing. And that was asking for help. <laughs> I had to start asking people that were around me to help me, to help me in terms of caring for my kids, to help me in terms of like with my husband, I just had to be very honest about what I could do if I was working on this, you know, with the business and everything. So 
there were hard conversations. I think we had to just really communicate. That was a big one. Like if I was going into a launch, if I was going into a season where things are going to be busy, I had to communicate that early and often to my family and friends so that people would know I wasn't trying to not be with them or whatever. It was just that this is going to be a busy season. So there's going to be a lot going on. But then I also had to prioritize taking breaks and rest. And and so at first was I was building it, I felt like I was definitely more busy. I would still say that I have a good amount of things going on. But what I've learned is that I had to actually make rest a part of the normal routine. (laughs) For me, that means I have to have a lot of boundaries. I was saying yes to a lot of things. I can't say yes to everything all the time, even if it sounds amazing and it's something I really want to do. I have to look at our family. I have to look at our life. I have to look at our, the business and say, does this make sense? Because even though these things are separate, they all <laughs> affect each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, if I knew, okay, we have a birthday coming up and then we have, you know, some other things going on that are personal. And then I'm also going to have a deadline that week. Like it just seems like let's, let's figure this out. And maybe this isn't the best fit. And I, I said, I've gotten better. I will say that I, I'm not, I'm not always good at this, but I have gotten better at turning down opportunities and knowing that God has got me. Like, guess what? Like I have to be in line. He cares about me and my soul and my heart and my mental and my well-being before he cares about any other business opportunity or thing that's coming down the pipeline. And he is my provision. He protects me. He will take care of it. He will bring what we need to take care of our family. So that has been something that I have definitely learned. And then on the side of help, in the past year, I've hired like three additional people. So I actually have a small team now. And, you know, I have someone that helps with my calendar and my schedule and different things that are going on. And then I have someone that helps me in my studio with like orders and, and things of that nature. And then I have someone that helps me with content and ideas. So I'm able to and for me, that was really hard because I built everything with my mm-hmm. with my two hands in the Lord. Yes. Like, so it's been hard to delegate and give things away to people. So it took me many years to get to this point. I've needed help for a couple of years. And so I'm finally at the point where I'm able to hand things off and like have other people helping in the business as well. But before that, I had to, you know, ask my sister, my, my mom, you know, people to help me with my kids and my family so that we could we could hold this thing. So that's my long answer to your question. No, (laughs) so good. So good. And like you said, God will provide and you know, you have to, there's little things that you have to do when you start. And then you do get to a place where you can reach out and ask more people. Um, Not that it's easy to do it, but you can do it. Yeah. Like right now, my infant is upstairs with my mom. (laughs) So if if she starts crying or needs to be fed, she's up there, she can get it Mm -hmm. done. And then you and I can have this conversation and, you know, fill each other up and then I can go grab her and spend the rest of the day with her. You know, you just, you, you have to, yeah, prioritize, like you said. So thank you. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. You dive in into that. Yeah. You have this wonderful, wonderful business. What was the catalyst decision to start? So I know that, you know, it takes a while to actually, you know, you were working before, but individuals mm-hmm. might not know is that you were working, I believe, at like a marketing agency mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. So then, you know, you're you're doing your side hustle. What is the catalyst decision that makes you jump in to Spoonful of Faith? I don't know that it was like, well, okay. I started Spoonful of Faith initially as a blog. I had been blogging for years before that. I ran a blog called I'm Perfectly Human. And it was more like a fashion blog. I just, just and then I started like 
when I was 26, I like found my relationship with the Lord. So I grew up in mm. going to church. My dad is a minister, but when I was 18, I kind of walked away from a lot of things because I had a really bad view of who God was. And I had a lot of just like things that I had experienced as a kid in the church that were more around like legalist ideas. And I definitely had, I would say now as an adult, looking back, there were uh, some things that were super traumatic and I just didn't understand who God was. So it wasn't until I was about 26 that I actually audibly heard him say to me, why are you looking at everyone else and asking everyone else who to be, what to do and where to go, except the one who created you? And when those words like fell into my heart and like my mind, I just changed me completely. Mm. In that year of like that happening, I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter and I had been running this blog, but I had started to kind of like write about faith because I was like rediscovering this. And the Lord just showed me that like the word spoonful of faith just like fell in my heart, in my spirit. Mm. I'm like, I like that. That's cute. You know, I like told my mom and my sisters are like, Ooh, we like that. And I was like, I got, I'm going to have to do something with it. And God just, you know, led me to just start writing and use it as a name for a blog. So I started it as a blog and I would write, I would just share, you know, things that I was learning. And then also illustrations. He had just, he told me that there were things inside of me that I never really tapped into because I didn't really believe in them or know that they were gifts that he had given me. And so I always doodled. I never thought anything of it. And so I would share like my doodles with like little words of encouragement on the blog. And then I would like write other stuff and, you know, share my outfits and all types of stuff. So as I was doing that, people started asking me like, Oh, why are you like, this is so beautiful. I want, you know, can you do illustrations? Do you do custom ones? You know, can you draw my kids? Can you draw my family? You know? And so that's kind of where it started. So I started an Etsy shop and this whole time I was working full time in marketing. So this was just kind of like a fun, like side, you know, side thing. And my daughter, I mean, at this point, my daughter was like seven, eight months. So it was like in our first year, I had started this little Etsy shop and I would do these drawings of people's kids and like sell them to them. And yeah, it was, it was cool. And I was like, I think this could be something like, I think this might turn into something. And so I just kept kind of walking forward with the little bit that I had two years into that. I was pregnant with my son and I was about to go on maternity leave. And I just felt this like urge, like this wind in my spirit, I guess. And that this was the time, like it was was the Mm -hmm. time I'm going to be off of work for however many months. Anyway, this is the time. I mean, obviously with another baby, people thought I was nuts, (laughs) but I was like, this is the time. Like, this is it. You know, like I felt like I had been, I had not been miserable, but I had been so unhappy in the work that I was doing. And I had had, there was so much joy in this thing. And I was just like, well, I have to see like what it is. And I went on maternity leave and I never went back. That first year was really hard and very, very difficult mentally because, well, maybe not even mentally, more financially, I would say, because I didn't really plan financially for it. I would never suggest that to anyone. So, (laughs) but unless the Lord is leading you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he provides. (laughs) Exactly. Because he continued to provide. It was, it's funny looking back because my husband would say, 
every time I was like, well, you know, maybe I can get a job or go back, something would come like a project would come mm-hmm. or like so, you know, something would fall in my lap and I'd be like, oh, I got something. And he'd be like, okay. Like, and so that was kind of what, like there, I, don't, I wouldn't say there was this defining moment, but you know, for me, more of the defining moment was when the Lord spoke to me and said, why are you following all these things except for the creator who created you? And that was kind of the jump start of, of everything. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So I want to backtrack a little bit on how you had said about the Etsy shop. And then you had had God really mm-hmm. like laying it on your heart. Like you got to do this. You have to make the jump. And like God will give you that without any answers and like not being financially stable. So can you <laughs> kind of go a little more into that? Because I want to get like kind of more into like nitty gritty questions for like individuals who are actually wanting to take their side hustle into a bit more. So like, did you prepare at all for that? Or you had said, you know, it was financially hard. Like, did you have any backing really from Etsy or was it just here and there bits and pieces, but nothing to really provide? What did that look like? And how did you navigate that? Yeah. So, I mean, a huge part of the jump that I was able to take was the fact that my husband worked a full-time job. So we were able to survive off of one income versus two. I Mm -hmm. definitely had a large income that we gave up. So it was a huge shift for us. And we definitely went through (laughs) our own issues with that because we were used to, you know, living a certain way and we had to cut back to make room for this. So it didn't go like we were, oh yeah, we were, you know, things were that bad because we still did have one full-time income. And the Etsy shop was, it was definitely side. I mean, I would probably say maybe $500 a month. Like it wasn't a pulling in you know, a huge amount, maybe more on the months that I like launched something or like shared something a lot, but it wasn't to the point where I think sometimes people think like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to get to this point where you're going to be like, okay, it's making enough. And now is the time. (laughs) I don't know that that like ever happened for me. And I don't know if it happens, but I think for me, it was more a decision in my heart that I'm going to try this. And the worst that can happen is that I fall back on all of the, you know, on my degree and the work that I've already done. So mm-hmm. I think like for me, it was like, or I go back to this. Um, not that I wanted to, I think the motivation was, I don't want to go back here. So we got to make this work. So that's, uh, does that help answer, you know, yeah. the question you're asking? Okay. Yeah, totally. It was a win-win situation. So you either like, you went for it. You didn't have, if it didn't work out, you would never say like, oh, you know, I regret not going for this. And if it didn't work out, then you could just take all the years of experience that you had and jump back into something, right? something else. Yeah. My suggestion though, to people that are in that position that want to make that shift is that they should have, you know, three to six months savings. Like that, I would think but okay. going into that in the future, if I ever told anybody, like, well, <laughs> just take a whole year and save so that you can do it because the mental, you don't want the mental stress of the financial stuff as well as what you're already going to experience, kind of taking that huge transition and leap. At least that kind of um, lessens the blow. So that would be like my wisdom. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, you have to be a little smart about your finances. You can't just, I mean, the Lord will provide. We've said that Mm -hmm. a few times now. He will provide. And if you don't have the money, like he'll provide a way. But at the same time, he wants us to be stewards of like what we have and be smart with it. 
And so to think about it ahead of time, make sure you have a little bit of leeway there. So then when you do make the jump, it's not so stressful and you can actually use your gift towards that like worship and have your whole heart into it and not have it be like one foot in and one foot out kind of feel. Yeah. Oh, and so I think this is just like a testimony to individuals who are afraid to make that leap and that the the reality of like, it is hard. You're going to have really, really hard moments financially and just emotionally and probably physically too, really tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, I mean, look at where you are now, Gina. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that's amazing. What a good testimony of God's, his love and his grace and just who he is. You know, he is the I am. It's amazing. He can do anything. He can do anything. Yes. I think the last thing I would add to that is a huge transition of working for yourself versus, you know, having a full-time job is the ebbs and flows of like cash flow of, you know, that's something that you have to get kind of used to. So I think like, that's why you really would save because there's going to be ebbs and flows in business that are not the same as when you are hired for work and, you know, you come into the work and you get paid every two weeks. And so learning how to manage your finances that way too, getting something and then have to use this for a month or, you know, how that works. Having some type of cushion is very helpful as you kind of transition into that different way of thinking of finances. That's good. Really good. You said you had a team behind you. You have three individuals now. How long did you have the business before you even hired anyone? I started Spoonful of Faith, uh, let's see, the end of 2014. So it's almost been like eight years now. So I just hired like two people this past year. And I had one person work for me for a full year before that. So six and a half years or so by myself. And I did contract out work here and there, but now I have three like part-time. They are still contracted like employees, but they are part-time, but they have roles, you know, specifically with with me. And I think that's a good way to start is just to think of like, part-time work who can you know take this thing off my plate that I don't have mental space to do right now and that's what's kind of helped me cool I know I think the thing that people don't think of is the contractor work to start they automatically go to I need to hire somebody to help me and you don't need to do that and I think that's amazing about having your own startup and your own business is that you can still be like the sole person but then on those things that you don't like to do like I'm thinking for me like you know, I'm I'm a marketing person as well and I've got a good grasp of marketing overall, but like I'm not really good at certain things. And so mm-hmm. I could hire somebody off of Fiverr or I'm forgetting a few of the Upwork, you know, all those kind of businesses, those platforms, and have them do something for me super quick, get it done, and then I can do my own thing and I don't have to manage anybody at this time when I don't need to. So having right. that ability is just really, really nice. And I had forgotten the question that I wanted to ask you before because, you know, I'm, I have an infant upstairs and I get like three hours <laughs> yes. of sleep at night. So it came back to me. Thank you, Lord. But was, so the money that you did get at the beginning, did you put that right back into your business or did you actually use that to live off of? Uh, probably a combination of both really, okay. in buying supplies, but then also, you know, using what we, what the additional was to pay bills and, and live. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's what some people don't, aren't aware of is that 
you know, you got to put your money back into your business too. And so you mm-hmm. think like, oh, I made a thousand bucks on that. That's a thousand bucks toward a bill. Well, not really. Cause you have to pay for, you know, now like your email system or, yep. you know, your social media, like automation, you know, thing, like all of that kind yes. of stuff. And then you don't think about all of that that goes into it. That's, you know, cutting out on that profit, so to speak. Yes. I mean, or you stop, you know, yeah. that's, if you use that money to pay, you know, whatever you're trying to pay, then, you know, the next order comes in and you're like, oh, we have to buy clay or we have to, you know, yeah, whatever you're yeah. making or doing. And you're like, okay. So yeah, either way, it's got to go back into that business somehow if you're going to keep the business alive, you know? So yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned on the social part and I have to say like you do, and cause you were a marketing gal, so you like know what to do. Like and it obviously shows, but <laughs> so on social media, where do you see the most engagement with your followers and like, what do you gravitate to for that? Like platform? Yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah. So like on Instagram, like, and if, if, or whatever the platform is where you get your most engagement, like are they videos, posts, types of feel mm-hmm. of things? Mm-hmm. Like what do they engage with the most? And do you enjoy doing that kind of thing as well? I guess that's the second question is, is the engagement go along with like where your heart is too? You know, when I started sharing on Instagram, I wrote a lot over the years. That's changed a little bit just because it's harder to connect with people like it used to be on Instagram. But I definitely think people still connect to my words and like storytelling. But the things that I see the most engagement with are usually words of encouragement. Hmm. If I, you know, post something that's like hand lettered and it's like sharing a word of encouragement, people engage with that. Also like mural stuff. Like people love to see like picture of you like painting a mural. (laughs) Like I can show you, I do like share process videos and stuff, but sometimes those don't, I feel like those don't really engage as well as like, you know, me in the process, a photo of me in the process doing some work. I Mm. I don't know what it is that people love that. So that's kind of interesting, I guess. Really cool. (laughs) I think, you know, one thing that we forget, especially as like business owners is that people want to engage with you not just mm-hmm. the business, you know, like in my mindset, you know, when I was building Faith and Gather and it's only been like a year and a half, but, you know, I wanted it to solely be like just the company, Faith and Gather, not just me, a community. Mm-hmm. And then I found every time that I post something about myself, that's where the most engagement is, is because people want to connect with you on like a personal level. So I personally, I'm going to kind of change my approach to the way I communicate and kind of, you know, have me not, I hate to say like be more of a focus, but like I am a living testimony what I experienced in my life is a living testimony. So that is, you know, the basis of like what I want faith and gather to be. And eventually it'll grow bigger and bigger and bigger and there'll be a community. But I think like that shows with, you know, those murals and like photos of you and like what you're doing Mm -hmm. with life, like why people would engage with that. Cause like they want to get to know you. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, another reason the focus has been more on, you know, content connecting behind the work. And that's what I'm hoping to build through YouTube is like more, you know, vlog style videos of like what the nitty gritty of actually running this thing and creating art. Cause that's where people really connect with the artists and the heart behind the work. So yeah. Yeah. And I will say when I was going through your social though, that's like what I connected with as well. And there was a post that I want to, I want to mention and it cracked me up because I was like, oh my gosh, that's me right now. <laughs> but like <laughs> you had made a post about, and it's, I want you to kind of discuss it a little bit more about like your best piece of advice for individuals starting off. And you had mentioned 
your Ikea desk in a closet. Well, I am currently sitting on a like two and a half feet, three feet Ikea white desk that has like two inches of space (laughs) on each side in my bedroom slash nursery room slash whatever (laughs) podcast recording studio. So I would love for you to kind of dive into that because that really spoke to me. I was like, yes, that's where I'm at right now. And like, it just gave me a sense of pride. And then also like, okay, like these are the good beginnings that this is like the feeling that I want to remember. So if you could elaborate on that. Yeah. Like there's a scripture, uh, do not despise small beginnings. And it's something I've definitely kept with me, you know, starting out, I was deaf. I had like a desk in the side of our, like in the closet, like I was like, I'm going to make my own little area, this closet, move some of these clothes. (laughs) It was cute because I've always been like creative in that way of like utilizing what I have. So I never allow the circumstances of what I don't have or where I'm not at hold me back from still dreaming and wanting that thing. So I will just use what I have and we're going to make it happen. So from there, you know, I moved to have a little bit of a bigger corner in in the bedroom and then to having like an actual dedicated room in the house to be able to use as an office, which it's a huge blessing if you have room for an office because, you know, a lot of spaces people don't. And, you know, now I have a studio space that's in Minneapolis. It is a shared studio space. So I do share the, the space with a few other artists and entrepreneurs have spaces in, within there. But, you know, until we need something else, I don't know. But you know, there are levels and different places that you'll go and all of them are super important Mm -hmm. and matter. I think like I wouldn't appreciate what I have now if I didn't have what I've had in the beginning. So definitely like just more head down, like don't focus on like what it looks like right now, make the best of where you're at. You know, I had like lights hanging. I mean, I just like did it all. I had plant in there. I was like everything. I was like, this is going to be cute for what it is now. And like, and the Lord just like had his grace and his mercy and he blessed it. And so I'm always telling people like small beginnings, like that's where the roots are growing, you know, like that's where the stuff that's going to hold you through the seasons. That's where it's made. Mm-hmm. So don't despise those beginning moments. It's I think too, that God gives you those humbling moments and those small moments. So then you can give him the glory when all the big things happen. And I think that's just an amazing, amazing thing that he does because Ego and pride is a real thing. And girl, oh, yeah. like I tried to put myself in your shoes, like stuff in Target, Joanne Fabric, like Happy Planner, like that would be a hard thing to keep your ego in check. And I think, thank goodness we have such a gracious God that like yes. he gives us that humble, small beginning to have us to go back to, to kind of bring us back to that reminder of like, hey, this is because I am a good God and I wanted my daughter to have these amazing things. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm just so glad that he's given you all this opportunity and, you know, all the amazing things that have happened and that are going to happen for your business. And just want to say thank you so much for spending the time today. Before we jump off, I want the listeners to know where they can find you, so where they can connect with you, whether social, website, whatever it is. How can they reach you? Yeah. So um, you can find everything that's connected to us at spoonfulofaith.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at a spoonful of faith. And then we have a studio account too, but that's tagged on my Instagram. So you can, those two places are probably the best places to reach us. Awesome. And you mentioned YouTube too. Should I add that in the show notes oh, as yeah. well? So, yep. So you can find us at spoonful of faith on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dina. Just really appreciate you sharing your heart, your experiences, and just your testimony and 
just the great life that, you know, he's given you and you are incredibly inspiring. So if I could say anything to the women who are listening, like go out to our website and buy yourself something <laughs> really, really pretty and cute because you'll one, be supporting Gina. And then two, you will just get encouraged and inspired. And that is what Faith and Gather is all about. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith inspired.